Hello, I'm Howard and welcome to the 9320 Review Show, a show dedicated to boring, boring Manchester City. No pithy intro today, we're looking back at the craziest of crazy games in the Stamford Bridge reign, a 4-4 draw against Chelsea that keeps City top of the tree, even if at times they did play like pensioners. Though to be honest, they would have been top of the tree anyway. I've no idea what to make of it all, I really haven't. <laughs> uh, and whether I should be happy or sad or somewhere in between, but thankfully got two guys in who will help me make sense of it all and find some inner peace, no doubt. It is Asan and Steve. Uh, good afternoon, Asan. How are you? Afternoon, Howard. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in a pretty good mood. I mean, I hate to sound like a broken record, but it's Monday and I like Mondays and it started well. And it was a cracking game yesterday. Are we allowed to enjoy games that we don't win? That's probably a question I was going to put in late. Uh can't say I enjoyed that one, but yes, you are allowed to. Yeah, you have you have my permission. So. Thank you. Well, yes, then I, I thoroughly enjoyed the madness of yesterday. Okay. Yeah, I had a half eight meeting this morning. It was done by nine. I thought it'd be two hours. So hey, that's a nice start to Monday, is it not? Uh, Stay. Good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, sir. I'm very, very well, thank you very much. Yeah. Can you hear? Any background noise from me at the moment? I think someone's chopping down the tree this time, so apologies if there is any. So it it brings to mind the leaf blower, and it's quite nostalgic. It's quite comforting. <laughs> yes, I won't go that far now. Uh, I'll just say it's very windy inside and outside the flat as well today. So <laughs> any noise pollution during the show, I apologise now. Uh, do you have a good weekend, Steve? I had a very good weekend. Uh, all topped off by a crazy game of football. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it as well, but I think the key thing for me is it engaged me. I've not been that engaged in a league game with City for quite some time, I don't think. Not even the derby the week mm. earlier. It's, um, and that made a really nice change out. You know, there, there was there was drama, there was trepidation, you know, biting the nails. I haven't, I haven't bit my nails for quite some time. It was a roller coaster. <laughs> it was a roller coaster indeed, yeah, yeah. Uh, Asan, how was your weekend? You mean outside of the football? It's up to you. Yeah, outside, go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a lovely weekend, Howard. It was no, um, very quiet, nothing too, uh, nothing too taxing or strenuous. Um, I feel as though we're in... hangovers, Asan? No, I didn't, <laughs> unfortunately. Did because... You have... Did... Do you have dinner with anyone from Duran Duran or anything like that? <laughs> Not this weekend, no, Howard. Oh, sorry, am I getting my weekends mixed up? You yeah. are getting you, you are getting your weekends mixed up. Um, <laughs> there were, there was oh. no celebrity dinners this weekend, but oh. yeah, oh, I did well. I did somehow manage to to turn what was effectively a meeting on Friday night into a little bit of a social jolly. So <laughs> yes, D, I did I did wake up on Saturday thinking I did not plan on waking up feeling this uh, fuzzy <laughs> but uh, no it was still it was, uh, it was a great weekend look we've barely got time to talk about anything that isn't that match <laughs> uh, very briefly Rico Lewis stay with you Asan first been called up to the senior squad this morning thoughts surprised happy surprised deserved? yes happy yes deserved yes um, I think it is testament to to, to Gareth Southgate's lack of personality because I imagine that he's been called up because of a couple of things that Pep has said in recent weeks. I think he's, Pep said a few times that uh, if he was a little bit taller, 
that people would talk about Rico Lewis as one of the best young players in the world. Um, and I imagine that, that that floated its way to, to, to Southgate's ears and he went, oh, Pep likes him, I better call him up then. Um, but no, I, just, I think it's, a, I think it's a, a well-deserved call-up. And I think it's a testament to the maturity of his performances when he's been asked to play in our first team. I think that that's probably the thing that stands out the most about Rico is just how much, when he plays, everybody in the team trusts him. He gets given the ball in situations that I know senior players that go, go hiding in those situations or at least bollock their teammate for giving them the ball. Um, and, and Rico seems to relish being given the ball in really difficult situations and, and managing a way to make everything look really simple on a football pitch, which is what all the greats do. Well, so, you're going ha- to help stay out here because he's got to... Yeah, do a, an article on the England squ- uh, squad or first eleven for two thousand twenty-six, and he can't find yeah. a place for Rico. So, mm. what I've do you mean? Like, pa- what position? Yeah, well, I've gone for Cole Palmer, and by choosing Cole Palmer and Phil Foden and Saka, there's no room for Lewis in there. Yeah, but you get—I mean, that's. I'm sorry, I've, I don't mean to. Uh, I don't mean to criticise the article that you're writing, but I'm going to have to do that and just say that's not very balanced, that's the... I think that we have to accept the fact that it's only going to be one of Saka or Foden on the right. Uh, I think Cole Palmer has got a real battle to get ahead of either of those two. Um, I think the left-hand side, it will be a right-footed player, whether that's Rashford or it's somebody else I don't know and I think it'll be three in midfield and I think that's where Rico slots in quite nicely I think that he will usurp um, Calvin Phillips as the better uh, guy to stand next to um, Declan Rice and to give Bellingham the license to get further forward well I've gone yeah I mean I've, I've basically stated in the article that Southgate won't be in charge and so Phil Foden has every chance of playing in that midfield three uh, Foden, Rice and Bellingham what midfield three that would be um, and and then yeah Palmer kind of just shoved out on the left which it's oh, I'm, I'm struggling with it Southgate's never leaving I don't think that. he's going next year he's definitely he's 100% yeah, I think so. yeah. anyway I, 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 we should just no, quickly say as well yeah. that um, Bellingham is very unlikely to feature for England in the next fortnight as well so um, you know, there's every chance of seeing Rico come in and actually get some good minutes Mm. Well, he's mm-hmm. out. I just I read this morning Bellingham's withdrawn from the England squad. Uh, it's happened. Okay, right. Yeah, I don't think he'll start, but it would be nice for him to get it some minutes. It'd be nice to have the faintest bit of interest in these two games coming up. So, about you go for Conor Gallagher over Rico Lewis? <laughs> well, to be honest, I have Calvin a very low opinion of Conor Gallagher, but he's been damn good this season. Mm. So, who knows? And he was damn good at Palace, but I felt he wasn't good enough for. Chelsea, you know, that was his level no yeah. offence to Crystal Palace, but to be fair, he's been pretty good this season so, I still don't think he's going to be a top class, you know 60 cap England international but no. we will see you know. Right Team, Asan, uh, Ake was injured, you said earlier today, I think, uh, Kovacic not fully fit we're not going to discuss much about the team because there's so much of the game to discuss Uh with though considering John Stones was out, this was a team. Obviously, we can have our weekly Doku versus Grealish debate if you so desire. I'll leave it up to you. But this was a team that 
fairly picked itself, unless you think Rico Lewis deserved a place in that team, which I actually felt he did. But yeah, so this is going to be a little bit of a hindsight cap insofar mm. as I think when the team came out, um, I sort of went, yeah, okay, that's the only... In the build-up, I felt as though the only real decision was uh, Doku or Grealish. But I think partially that has been motivated, certainly for me, by the fact that we... At the very beginning of the season, the very, very beginning of the season, I felt as though playing Alvarez and Haaland, I felt as though we lacked a little bit of control in midfield. Mm. And then what happened is... It, we kind of bedded into playing with Foden and with Alvarez and whether it be Grealish or Doku on the uh, on the other side and then just sort of having Bernardo and Rodri as the two or when Stones came back having Stones in there and I felt as though we managed to to get over some of our control issues but jumping ahead 10 to 15 minutes into the game yesterday it was really clear to me that we had a problem. And the problem was that it was a basketball game. And it was a basketball game because Chelsea were just getting out, getting through our midfield way too easily. Um, and I think that part of, a lot of that just came from the fact that they were getting loads of players the wrong side of Alvarez, Foden and Doku and Haaland. And so... We, they were overloading us in areas over and over again. And, yeah, I just sort of felt as though... like I, I, Again, the Kovacic injury, I wonder whether if he wasn't injured, whether Alvarez didn't start or Doku didn't mm. start and Kovacic started instead and we played with an extra midfielder. So, so yeah, so uh, to go back to the selection thing, I think that even if I was OK with the team as it lined up before the first whistle. After the game had kicked off, pretty quickly it became clear that there was a tactical problem. Stay, is that how you felt about 10 minutes into that match? Do you think, well, this is not the game I was hoping it would be? Oh, 100%. Expected. Yeah, and we, we, on the kind of WhatsApp discussions before going into the game, when we saw the lineup, we were all kind of saying, we were all excited, weren't we? We were all saying, oh, we are going to batter them today because it was a very attacking lineup. Um, but as Alexander said there, they kind of turned that on its head really Chelsea and they got players kind of on the wrong side of our front five and Rodri was horribly exposed and it should be said just did not have his best of games by any stretch of the imagination put those two things together we're always going to struggle have we underestimated this team that cost a billion pounds to put together <laughs> and that uh, we've been saying for weeks was looking like it was coming into form and it's yeah, already drawn I, with Arsenal I, Liverpool this season. Yeah, I absolutely haven't underestimated them. I've been saying all season they're going to come good um, because mm. you don't you don't spend that much money accumulating that amount of very good players and then bringing a decent manager, a very decent manager with a proven track record in the Premier League, and don't come good at some at some point. So uh, yeah, I, I've not underestimated them. I'll, I'll stick with you because Asen kind of uh, mentioned this, the Rico Lewis hindsight thing, which I think is mm. with me. What stuck out for me, Steve, was that. I don't know if this is just my mind playing tricks, is that obviously they've got a very young side. A lot of the players, their best performance are all young. Mm. Uh, yeah, they've got one one pensioner in their central defence, but as you know, they've been buying up, hoovering up a lot of young talent. And it felt to me in that first half, maybe it was tact- 
a lot of the problems were tactical, you know, the, their the, the problems they posed in transition, but they seemed to have more energy to mm. me and intensity than City at times. Well, they're Is at home fair? and they've got a, yeah, but they're at home and they've got a, a serious point to prove, and they're on, on on a high from what happened last Monday as well. So you put all them things together, and it's a perfect storm, really. Going into the game, I really felt we had to beat in the Chelsea, and I, I couldn't. It was so hard to predict. I went for 2 1 for City, but really any result. Um, but one thing I was sure of was this was going to be a much better, a more vibrant Chelsea than what we've seen in recent weeks um, because of, of all the elements I just said there. And so it didn't surprise me. Um, it's just how we dealt with that. That was the key, and we dealt with it badly. Well, we dealt. Yeah, Ace, I'll go to you. Is this typical Pochettino Pep game then? I.e., Pochettino can do this to Pep. Chaotic yeah. games. Yeah, I think I think that if you go all the way back to the kind of some of the Spurs City games when when Pochettino was there, I think that there's a kind of if he's got the right level of athleticism in his team and he's got quality in the final third, then he's going to cause you problems. Um, I think that the the one thing I would say is that City, we were limited by the options in the squad. I've seen a few people say, well, it should have been Grealish rather than Doku. It wouldn't have made a blind bit of difference. And I don't think it made a blind bit of difference when, when Jack came on because the issue really wasn't about what the two wide players were doing. The issue was that we couldn't get a grip of the game centrally. And we couldn't get a grip of the game centrally because if you've not... I think one of the... We'll talk about it later, but... Like obviously, Diaz was really poor, not just in his defending, but also just in his distribution. Um, and I think that if you haven't got that build-up, then you, you've got a little bit of a problem. And so, and we just didn't have the build-up from deep at all. It just felt like, just keep coming back to this idea that 15 minutes into that game, I was kind of looking at it going, I, if I was Pep, I'd change it now. I would literally, I'd hook one of the attackers and put another midfielder on and go, you know what, lads, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Uh, I should have gone with this from the start. He's never going to do that. Though, no, he's not. He, he's not. But I think that the point is that they're, they're, the the perfect storm of some of City's most reliable players not being up to par, an opposition who are not just bang up for it, but have a level of bravery coupled with quality. It's gonna it's gonna cause you problems because they they were so intense and one of the things that I felt when we won the penalty was thank God for that because what immediately what I thought is City are gonna score here and Chelsea are gonna have to take one step backwards because they're gonna go you know what we don't want to go two 0 down and we are giving up giving up opportunities on the break so we'll just take a step back. And actually, the opposite happens. City score, and Chelsea just get even more intense in everything that they do, and they begin to show even more quality in, in, the, in the actions that their players are making. And it just, yeah, it, it was... I mean, look, I think one of the things is that these get... Obviously, if a game finishes 4-4, right, there's defensively there's a problem. But also, the draw tells you that it was, a, it was a game of fine margins. And I think that actually what made it a game of fine margins was just two or three of our individuals not being good enough. I think that if Rodri and Diaz play at the level that 
they should be playing at. We don't concede four goals, but we still score four goals. So in the end, just the drop-off from two players makes a massive difference. But the reason it makes a massive difference is because of how good Chelsea are and how intense they are. There's very few teams on the planet, I believe, that can do to us what Chelsea did to us yesterday. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.